health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome. I am going to just apologize right away for this scratchy throat. I would tell you it's because it's morning, which it is morning, but yesterday this is the same voice that I went to bed with. So I don't know what it is, a little bit of summertime allergies or something, but I'm sorry, just bear with it. It's probably a little more coarse than normal. Um, also, second disclaimer, I hope the sound quality turns out to be okay this podcast. I have changed up my recording location. Right now, we are uh, we just put the boys together in the same room. So I will take any tips or <laughs> commiseration from anybody. Uh, we have a four-year-old boy and a one-and-a-half-year-old boy, and we're making way for that third boy who is coming pretty darn soon. So they are in the same room now, and I'm not any closer or farther away from where I would usually record when they're sleeping. It is morning. It's still before they woke up, but I just think things are a lot more temperamental right now. We're still working out the not waking each other up kind of a thing, and I feel like if I record... In my usual spot at the kitchen table, it's just a little too close to the sound traveling up to their room, and I just don't want to mess with it. So <laughs> we're switching it up a little today. I am super excited for this podcast. Not that I'm not excited for all of the other ones, but I just think this is a cool topic because I talk so much about ways to do things, and yes, I, I really try to give you tips and make it as tactical as I can so that you can just directly apply things. I don't ever want to just be talking about things as an ideal, but not actually telling you how to implement them because that's not going to help anybody. But I I think that sometimes it helps to just hear like almost like a case study of that, kind of just wrapping all together and putting a bow on it. Like, no, this is what it looks like. So if you do this, this, this versus this, 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 you're going to be successful. I was just thinking about it one day after getting some different emails from clients and clients who are doing really well. And I also don't want, you know, you to take away from this episode. Obviously, I know some people who listen to this are currently working with me one-on-one and I don't want you to think like, oh, Brittany mentioned that and that's something I do as a negative thing or something that like, she must think I'm a bad client. That's completely not the point of this podcast. This is, I did not record a podcast episode to passive aggressively call out my clients 100% no. Um, Obviously, we all have things to work on. And if you're already working with me and you know that one of these, you know, we've talked about and you're just, you know, working on trying to get it under your belt, that's awesome. That's great. We all don't get all of these under our belt in one day. I have so many things personally to work on in other areas that it's like, why can't I just get that all together right now? We all have things like that in our lives. So that is definitely not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to just kind of lay out for you, like I said, a case study of you know, how you really can be successful. And if you are chatting with me right now and you are feeling like, I haven't seen success as quickly as I want to, then hopefully it encourages you. Like, oh, okay, well, these are the action steps where I can improve a little bit because other people are doing it. You know what I mean? I just wanted to compile over the years. Again, it has been a lot of years of training a lot of different people, just the common threads that I see. And so this is not, I have clients all over the map. I have trained 45-year-old clients who have five kids who are, you know, battling a slowing down metabolism and things like that. I have trained women who are getting ready for their weddings, who are, you know, in their 
low 20s or whatever or I think the youngest I've trained, not on the online format, but in person is 14, 14-year-old girls and boys. I've also trained some husbands along the way, so I've, you know, had that experience as well. So I'm compiling kind of all across the board just the not what kind of client you need to be, what the ideal situation is. That's not it. So there is no ideal situation. So hopefully this also debunks that myth that it's not like, oh, well, if I had the, I'm not going to say, you know, number one, I have the perfect home gym set up. That is not it. It's more like attitudes and habits that they adopt and actually put to work. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about it abstractly now and just hop into it. (laughs) If this is your first podcast, though, and you're like, who the heck are you? Uh, my name is Brittany. You can find out more at fitmomlifetothefullest.com or on Instagram, same thing, fitmomlifetothefullest or Facebook, fitmomlifetothefullest. All right? You can learn all about it and all about what we do here, but essentially I'm trying to help you on your health and fitness journey. So today, again, talking about five things that my most successful clients do. So Again, this doesn't mean that my other clients don't do it or they don't do it some of the times, but the people that see the most progress or get to their goals faster, that's what I would also consider successful. You know, it's not my arbitrary, subjective decision of progress. It's, you know, that they get to a place where they are happy with their health and fitness. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So what do they do? What are their habits, mindset, et cetera? Number one, they get it done no matter what. And this comes with the big heavy disclaimer of most of the time, okay? Even my most successful clients have bad days, have bad weeks, have seasons of life where things derail them. Same for me as well. There are definitely still days where it's like, oops, I overslept and there was no other time to work workout in that day. So yeah, that workout is getting skipped. You know, sometimes you can still find a way to work it in, whatever. So I know that those kind of unicorn days still happen, but for my most successful clients, most of the time, they get it done no matter what. So what that looks like is when we are checking in weekly, they don't offer a stream of excuses week after week saying, well, I had, you know, this going on. I had this event. It was Father's Day. I had family in from out of town. I, my kids were sick. You know, it's not excuses week after week. Yes, all of those things happen, right? But they find a way to get it done. It's their check-ins look more like, well, Renee, I didn't have time to drive to the gym because I had family staying with us. So instead, I just did one of your 10-minute YouTube videos or I just did a banded workout that I swapped for it, etc. So maybe it wasn't their original plan, maybe, or, you know, Brittany, I had a sick kid this week, so I couldn't even leave the house once, but I still got four out of four workouts done because I just made it happen at home. Like when my husband got home, I told him I needed 20 minutes and I did a quick 20 minutes while he held the sick baby. Or, you know, when she did fall asleep, instead of going down to the basement, I just brought a kettlebell up and I just did this circuit, etc. So that is the biggest like difference in the attitude of people who are going to struggle and not see results as quickly as they'd like because they're allowing themselves a lot of excuses versus the people that try to work with what they've got, okay? We can't always control these situations or circumstances, but we can work with with what we've got. So definitely 
number one and probably most importantly, they just figured out the same thing. I gave a couple exercise examples, but same thing with nutrition. It's not, oh, I went to, I, you know, I really wanted to track my macros this week, but I went to a birthday party and there was pizza or my husband surprised me with this or this and that. It's okay. Like, how did I still navigate that? I showed up at a birthday party, didn't know it was going to just be pizza, but I had a lot of the side salad and then I had one or two pieces and it still fit my macros. The end, not I had to have five pieces because all there was was pizza. See what I'm saying? So instead of offering a shame of excuses, they just figure out how to get it done, no matter what is going on most of the time, okay? Number two, they actually pre-log their macros and get within 10 grams of their targets. This is really big because I talk about tracking macros all the time. I talk about how to do it properly. I just more recently did that episode on how to cut and reverse diet and those kinds of things. None of that can apply if I'm still trying to just get you to log your food. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes I'll have somebody for three months or six months who I'm just asking them to log their food week after week. And I cannot alter your calorie counts and alter your targets, your carbs, fat, and protein you know, giving you a cut, giving you a reverse diet, letting this actually work because we're still working on step one of just getting your baseline macros down. If you're logging two days here, then four days off, then, you know, it's just really inconsistent. I can't do what I need to do with you. So, and I, and again, if this is you currently or you're like, Brittany, this is exactly talking to me. We've probably talked about it. I've probably explained that and you're probably working on it. I'm not harping on you. I am letting you other listeners know that if, especially those who are doing it on their own, who I'm not getting the opportunity to harp on weekly with, that you can listen to this and be like, oh, that is me. I really am sporadic and I haven't been cutting or reverse dieting or anything. I just am still kind of just trying to log my food in on the app. Then stay consistent, get it within 10 grams of your targets, and you need to pre-log. There's no way you're going to hit your macros if you don't pre-log it. If you just eat what you want to eat and hope that it all works out at the end of the day, that's not a plan, okay? So my most successful clients pre-log it, it, but it looks different. It's not that everybody pre-logs it on Sunday for the entire week or that everybody pre-logs it the day before. No, some of them log it in in the morning while they're eating breakfast and they plan out the rest of their day and kind of tweak their snacks and tweak their portion sizes to make sure it all fits. Uh, Some people do it the night before when they're cooking dinner. Some people do like to pre-plan out the entire week or like half of the week, Sunday through Wednesday, and then they go in Thursday to Saturday. So whatever works for you, again, it's not one cookie cutter example, but in general, my most successful clients are tracking. They are putting it into the app. My fitness pal is what I have them use, and they are actually getting within their targets. They're not just putting in whatever food they eat, okay? Number three, they keep it simple. Okay, what I mean by this is more in the nutrition department because they're getting the workouts from me, right? And those can be hopefully hopefully simple to understand but difficult to actually do. That's kind of what I shoot for. But more in the nutrition department, my clients keep it simple by, number one, not picking nine million things to prep every week. And number two, they tend to eat pretty similarly week after week, okay? So... And this goes back to, I remember being like 12 and reading fitness magazines where they'd have quotes from celebrities and it's like, what Jennifer Aniston eats in a day? And it's like, every single day I have three ounces of tilapia and this and that. I'm not necessarily talking about that 
you know, I 100% appreciate food. I love cooking. I think using a variety of foods and herbs and spices and all that is such a positive. So there's definitely a place for that. And if you can pull that off while making it fit your macros and try to, you know, get the ball rolling in the fat loss department, things like that. That's awesome. And I have some clients like that who are eating actually very different things every week. They're not always eating similarly. However, it's not all meals all the time. My most successful clients and myself personally, I pretty much have those staples in there for breakfast and lunch that I go to that I rotate around, but I am not making crazy different things for every meal. I think that's a really good way to set yourself up to burn out because I have a lot of clients who when they start out will do that. You know, they'll hop on Pinterest and find 10 different make-ahead breakfasts and then, you know, five different mason jar salad lunches and something different for dinner every night. And then they spend four hours or five hours on a Sunday prepping everything because they think that you know, quote unquote, meal prep is the only way to be successful. And then as soon as they don't have five hours on a Sunday to do that, you know, they're going to fail. So what I definitely always recommend is just prepping one or two things, like maybe prepping your breakfast for the week. Maybe it looks like you're going to do four jars of overnight oats at the same time and put them all in your fridge so they're ready to go. And then bulk food prepping something for lunch, like just grilling chicken so that all week long, you can put it in different salads and wraps or not even grilling it, but just grabbing some really high quality cold cuts and things like that or rotisserie chicken to get you through your week of lunches. And then you can be a little more creative with dinner. That's typically what I see my most successful clients doing is they they help themselves out like that. They'll buy the rotisserie chicken when they need to. They will Again, food prep one item, like one bulk protein. They're not making something crazy different. And I don't want you to think this is boring. I've talked about this before. You know, I will do this where I will just make baked egg cups for myself for breakfast, and I will eat that every day that week. But then the next week, I make something totally different for breakfast. Then I'll go back to my, you know, my hot oats with zucchini and flaxseed and peanut butter and protein powder, whatever, and then I'll do that for that week. Or again, you can mix it up day to day if you really hate that, but try not to make it something you have to make and, you know, spend all this time with every single day. My most successful people just make sure that it's going to fit their macros and they just eat it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can be simple. It cannot fit. I have posted pictures before myself eating a turkey meatball for breakfast because it was a good way to start my day with protein and I didn't have any other protein accessible, those kinds of things. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Keep it simple and just make sure it fits. All right, number four is they progressively overload their workouts. So what this means is they're making sure they are getting harder. Yes, this is a little bit ball in my court because I'm the one planning their workouts, but I'm still not there personally or live doing the workouts with them, making sure it's heavy enough or was enough reps. So that part is very much on my clients to do themselves, to make sure that, okay, if I could, if I just finished a set of 10 of these bicep curls with my 10 pound dumbbells, and I feel like I could have done 10 more, then I need to pick up some 12s or I need to pick up some 15s instead and challenge myself. They are making sure they are 
adding weight or adding reps, making it harder week to week. They're not just coasting through their workouts, checking off the boxes of, okay, I got that done, and then it can report back to me at the end of the week. Yep, Brittany, I did my workouts, but they were not, you know, difficult enough. They were not challenging enough for them. That is just a waste of your time if you're doing workouts that are not going to change your body. Yes, movement is better than no movement, but if you're really looking to change your body, you need to make sure that you are up-leveling yourself all the time. And that is what my clients are doing, making sure I'm getting emails like, Brittany, I hit this number on my hip thrusts, and Brittany, I deadlifted this today, and you know, not everybody's a barbell at home or at the gym, so it's not always those big compound movements, but Brittany, I just did walking lunges for the first time with the weights that you told me to hold because up till now I've only been able to do body weight, etc. Those kinds of things. So making sure they are actually progressing, doing harder things week after week. All right, and lastly, because I'm getting super winded, I apologize at the panting. It's funny. I was I went to uh, an appointment yesterday and I was telling my OB I think that it's the residual effects of COVID because I did have COVID like uh, over a month ago now. And at the time of this podcast, it's like uh, almost almost three months ago. But anyways, at the time of recording, it was probably like a month and a half ago. But I was telling her, I uh, yeah, I've been panting a lot more this pregnancy and I think it's the residual COVID. And she's like, um, or you're just older and it's your third pregnancy and you actually fourth pregnancy, but third uh, living child. And you are also carrying a one and a half year old a lot of the time because he is still not really trustworthy to not run away and things like that. So I'm still carrying him like in parking lots and things like that. So anyways, it's just funny because I tried to blame my panting on that. She's like, I think you're just older and pregnant. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So if that makes you feel better also in your day that uh, Mulberry still pants. Yes, I do. All right. Last thing that my most successful clients do is they give their program time. Okay. I have only been offering three-month training packages this year uh, for just the whole year of 2021. I have made that swap. I used to offer monthly and currently I only offer three month. And why is because I want you to be successful. If you're going to work with me, I would, I want to get you to a place where you feel like you're on track. Three months is not a lot of time. So you definitely might not reach your goals with me. Most people, if they only do three months and then don't renew and we, we just do a three month package and that's it and they go it alone. I don't expect them to, you know, reach their goals in that time. Hopefully, yes, they'll see progress for sure. But, you know, you you might need more time than that. But what kills what killed me about doing monthly was someone would do it for a month and then not see dramatic results. They didn't lose 20 pounds. They didn't lose 10 pounds. They didn't lose 5 pounds. They just, you know, were just starting to feel looser in their clothes. And then they want to trade it in and do something else, get that shiny object syndrome and want to hop on whatever other bandwagon of keto or Octavia or Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig or whatever they think is going to be faster. And I'm not even going to go down the road of how not sustainable that is, but you need time is my takeaway here. I stopped doing monthly because it's like, no, you're going to need more than a month. And 
I honestly don't want to waste my time and their time by if they're only going to do a month and then stop because they don't see progress. It's totally different if someone could do a month, get what they needed tool-wise, kind of gather all the information and then be able to apply it on their own, which was my hope for that initially, but I just wasn't seeing that enough. More often than not, I was seeing the people that would just drop off after a month and never see results. And the point of me doing this is to help you get results. I am a very like checklist-driven person. I like to vacuum so that I can see the stripes on the rug and know that that floor is clean now and those kinds of things. I love to clean a kitchen because I like to see the before and the after. Of the- so I really am invested in your success. Not in a prideful way to me at all or anything like that. It's really because you're putting in time, energy, and money, and I want to get the ball rolling for you. And again, I just don't think enough people are encouraged to keep going with it just after a month. Hopefully, and I've still had people kind of drop off even with a three-month training package. But again, this is not a podcast about clients who (laughs) have faded off, but I am focusing on the positives of what people do who are doing it right. And my most successful clients give it time. And that's not to say that necessarily we've worked together for a year. I have worked with some of my most successful clients for over a year or um, even longer. But whether I'm working with them or they are doing it on their own, you know, many have done a three-month package or even a month. I have had some clients, again, who I've just kind of jump-started who then could keep going on their own who absolutely rock it. Either way, whether it's with me or by yourself, same thing goes for the challenges too because a lot of you listening have done the challenges. You know, you're not going to get where you want to be in eight weeks, but it's about continuing on beyond that and implementing everything on your own. And that's when you're going to see results. I just got another email from someone the other day saying, okay, post-challenge, I've now lost this much more weight and I'm now at my pre-baby weight and I didn't even think I could see that. Like I thought that... This was kind of going to be done after the challenge and things like that. It needs time. This is the slow, sustainable model where you are making your body a fat-burning machine, right? You're not just chasing away calories, running five miles to make up for the cupcake you ate last night. No, this is lifting weights to rev your metabolism. This is fueling your body properly with the right amount of carbs, fat, and protein, and it needs time. So my clients who stick with it, And it's not at all to say that they are never frustrated by slow results or that I never get emails from them saying, Brittany, I don't think this is working. I'm really plateauing. Absolutely, that's not the case. You know, all of my clients are human. I'm human. I think the same thing. Like, okay, I've been really on par with my macros for the last two weeks. So why am I not seeing some fat loss? You got to ride the course. Our bodies also are different. Everybody's body responds differently. That's why in some challenges, some participants drop fat immediately and they're like wow it's pretty consistent it's been you know fat loss or weight loss every single week consistently or some it takes a really long time and then all of a sudden it's falling off and those kinds of things so again my clients are human I'm human it's not to say they never get frustrated or want to stop but that they don't stop they do give this system time to work all right Woof. All right, quick recap. I'm going to let you go so I can stop panting at you. Number one, the five things that my most successful clients do, number one is that most of the time they get it done no matter what. They don't offer a stream of excuses. Number two, they pre-log their macros 
and get within 10 grams of their targets, that is actually tracking macros. Number three, they keep it simple. They do tend to eat similarly week after week. Number four, they progressively overload their workouts. So they're making sure they are getting stronger. They're challenging themselves every single week. And lastly, they give it time. They make sure that they are working the plan for a while, working through frustrations, but trusting the process and waiting for those results. Ooh. All right. I hope that was helpful. I hope that you can implement this on your own and feel motivated and excited to go forth in your health and fitness journey and see success like all of these wonderful clients I'm talking about. And if you need anything, as always, please email me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. And if you are thinking about wanting to get a little bit tortured by me, if you're like, actually, Brittany, I think I just do need to hear you say this to me week after week. I was not taking on new clients before the baby comes, but I will be taking on some new clients beginning in August. So you can also email me if that's something on your mind. And if all goes well, that is uh, the plan is that, you know, I can't stop helping people. (laughs) So I, my husband's like, so what is your plan for maternity leave? I'm like, ah, yes, kind of went back on that because I, you know, You got to keep me on task here. I might lose some mojo or something like that. So anyways, if you're if you are thinking about it, I am going to open up some spots for August. So just let me know. Uh, You can check out more on the website, fitmomlifetothefulls.com. All right. I hope you ladies have a great day. I will talk to you next time. Bye.